Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, this is Devendra here. I just wanted to let you all know we're not going to have a normal episode because, hey, it's Thanksgiving week here in America, and I hope all of our listeners in the U.S. are celebrating safely at home Sherlyn and I will be out the days we normally record the show, but I did have an interview with Nicholas Doucet, the creative director of Team Asobi, Sony's team behind Astro's Playroom on the PlayStation 5. And I was really excited to chat with him about this game in particular because it's bundled with every console, so every PS5 owner will be playing it at some point. And it's also a great example of all the new technology Sony put into its uh, DualSense controller. So things like the crazy good haptics and the uh, triggers that you can actually articulate in many ways and you know feel resistance. Astro's Playroom, I think, is a really good example of what next-gen haptics could be. And I'm hoping it's a sign of how other developers could end up using Sony's controller. If you've been enjoying the show, please make sure you've subscribed to the Engadget podcast on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Leave us a review on iTunes because that's always super helpful. And uh, hey, you can email us at podcastandgadget.com. Typically, we also record the show live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's not happening for Thanksgiving, but we will be back next week for something special with Sherlyn. So be sure to check that out. Now on to the interview. Can I... Have you just say your name and your title just for the recording? Yep. Uh, my name is uh, Nicolas Doucet. I'm uh, the creative director at Shimasobi uh, over in Japan. Thank you so much for chatting with us, Nicholas. I do have to say, for me, it feels like Astrobot has quickly become a very prominent mascot for Sony. And with PSVR, it almost felt like it was a great introduction to VR platforming. Um, are you guys viewing Astrobot as that sort of introduction to the DualSense controller? Because that's how I'm reading it. Um, so you know, it's uh, it's an it's an interesting uh, conversation actually. Uh, mm-hmm. the, how Astro came to be uh, inside this pre-install. So um, maybe I'll mm-hmm. give you a little bit of background on that because sure. I think it's, it makes it for an interesting kind of story. So, as you know, like we're based in Japan, and um, the hardware engineering is also in Japan, and and so we have this kind of old uh, relationship of collaboration with the team where, you know, those guys like come up with these mechanical features that go inside the controllers. And of course, they have a good kind of hunch for what might be a really good thing for the future in, in games. But, you know, their, their, their core kind of, you know, uh, discipline is, is mechanical engineering. And so what's really interesting, because we, we are so close to each other, we're able to take some early prototypes of the controllers. And mm-hmm. at the time, you know, they don't look like the final dual sense. You know, they, <laughs> they look like this kind of big, big 
controllers with lots of kind of cables and stuff sticking out. And at, at the point, at the beginning, you know, the form factor isn't really the point. It's about having all of these features and whether they are usable inside the game and they can make an experience better, right? So we take this uh, over to our studio <clears throat> and we spend some time actually, uh, you know, really kind of rapidly prototyping some gameplay mechanics. And we do those on purpose without uh, much... Um, you know, like uh, care for graphics and things like that. It's all mm -hmm. about kind of the gameplay and, you know, how it feels, yeah. And these demos can be really, really small. For example, uh, for the adaptive triggers early on, uh, the first thing we did was your shooting range where you could fire like a pistol, shotgun, you know, machine gun, mm -hmm. a flamethrower and stuff. And so we could feel all the various kind of expressions that the adaptive trigger and the haptic system together can could give. And for the haptic system, uh, we we created a demo where you could walk on various surfaces. So it was like a 2D 2D character, so really simple. But uh -huh. the walking on the sand, on the stone, in the water, sliding, all of that was kind of the focus of the demo. And then we show that back to them. So first, we have our own impression of what what's cool, and you know, some stuff that sounded good on paper doesn't work out. I mean, it's the whole right, kind of right. prototyping, yeah. And then we show that back uh, to them, and. At that point, at this point, I'm realizing I'm not answering your question directly. But no, no, that's kind of, fine. I like yeah. the story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we take that back to them, and uh, you know, and they go, "Wow, okay, wow, I didn't realize." So you can do this kind of, for example, like uh, one of the first demos we had for the adaptive trigger was also like a, a little guy on a motorbike, and the mm -hmm. motorbike. Um, Every time you accelerate it, you could feel like the the, the engine or the, the the acceleration like kicking back inside the controller. So for them, like he was like, oh, okay, you could use it like that. So then, okay, let let us do this adjustment here and there. Uh, oh, the haptics here, perhaps you know, if we have, if we can make like the steps stronger, and it makes them think about where it's positioned inside the controller. Does it? Do you feel it? Uh, well, do you get that kind of relationship, that trinity with what you see, what you feel, right. and what you hear? Does it feel right? Right. So. This kind of collaboration is really important because, you know, it goes both ways and, um, you know, it helps us kind of get better. So at the end of all that, we had uh, 80 tech demos. And I'm saying at the end of all that, it was like uh, probably like a few months, you know, of, of work. And by the way, the, the team working on this was were made of uh, three guys. And it was mm -hmm. on the side to creating our previous game. So Astrobot Rescue Mission was in its kind of finishing phase. And we started, we kicked off that uh, the process with them. Um, Dual, uh, dual sense uh, prototyping, and uh, yeah, and then so we go all of this together, and and that that was the interesting point. That was the moment where we thought, okay, what do we do with all of this? You know, we historically we've done some uh, you know pre-installed titles, and um, it'd be really great to do to to take the the best demos. So we had you know the gun was one of them, the steps was mm -hmm. another, the weather demo was really great. We had a great chainsaw demo, which finally <laughs> didn't make it together, but that was felt oh really, I can really imagine good. that would feel great, yeah. yeah. So whoever's gonna make like a horror game, you know, we can we can give that we can give those tips. But you know, you have like the raving of a chainsaw and the cutting through. It felt really good, like you know, like um, it was more like a construction kind of uh, application. But I mean, it was mm -hmm. really nice. And so uh, all of that, um, we uh, we thought, okay, we let's we want to do the the pre-install because uh, it's a massive privilege, you know, to 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 be able to touch, you know, so many people with with the work we did. But this time we're not going to make a collection of mini games um, uh -huh. because you know it's it would be the most straightforward approach. But in a way, it's kind of okay. It's been done so many times. It's almost like there's an expectation that you're going to be getting like a bunch of tech demos and that's it. So, mm -hmm. uh, but we had Astrobot, you know, uh, now finished, and that's what he felt. Okay, you know, Astro is a great character, uh, and it'd be really great to be able to 
porting over to, to PS5. So for us, we had so much kind of convert because, you know, as you said, the character was born in uh, in VR, and it was the first time making a non-AR or VR game, you know, which is very strange. But yeah. I mean, for you guys did... in general, right? This was yeah, your yeah. first time going outside yeah, yeah. VR. Okay, for our team, yeah. So mm-hmm. we never had to make, say, a camera, you know, using right. the right stick. And you know, a camera can be really difficult to get right and stuff like that. So, um, but it felt like actually, um, if we can find a way to absorb, almost like Astro would be that magnet, ab- absorbing all of these tech or as many of these tech demos as possible, and if we mm-hmm. could make them inside a cohesive experience, it would probably have a lot more value and fun than having a collection of mini games. And that's sure, how sure. we kind of really hang on to this idea of just let's 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 do it around Astro. I think that was the main motivation is to make something kind of like meaty, cohesive and uh, homogeneous. But then there's also, you know, the, the the benefit of also, you know, bringing our character across to a wider audience, you know. Right, um, right. And so, um, you know, it was a win-win situation and we really stuck to this. And that's how, you know, Astro ended up being inside the, the PlayStation 5. Very cool. Like, was the idea from the beginning to be a launch game that was inside the system, or were you guys ever planning to sell it? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the moment we put Astro onto a you know non you know a TV on on the TV, if you like, right, uh, right. at that point we already knew it was decided that it would be for the purpose of this uh, pre-install game. However, um, no one ever came to us and sort of like uh, ordered us to do this. We really kind right, of wanted right. to, you know. Uh, like I said, it's a privilege you get once in a blue moon, right? To get uh, <laughs> to, to to make these kind of pre-installed games. That's very cool. Can you talk about your process? Because I'm always interested when creative artists are basically entering uncharted territory because nobody else has really played with these controllers. And for me, just playing Astrobot, I think the moment it launched and the controller just kind of jolts, and it kind of jolted me like the controller itself was grabbing me. And that shocked me because I've never just really felt that in a game before. How did you guys go about deciding, okay, I want to do the weather features. I want to bring in certain things. And was there back and forth? Did they actually change the controllers based on feedback from you guys too? Right. So the the process of putting the game together and the controller together, mm-hmm. we're still separ- uh, separated in the sense that in that after all the demos were done, then the game production begins. At that point, right, you right. know, and the hardware team would not touch anything Uh uh, I wouldn't say like the decisions were of keeping features were made entirely based on our findings, but it does kind of affect the process whereby all of these demos I've mentioned. Uh, so we didn't show all 80 to everybody, but we right. made a selection, and I think there was a selection of the best, maybe like you know 12, and we made actually a demo, um, and the demo was for internal internal use only. So, um, and it was interesting. A demo would start, you would unzip the title screen. <laughs> so yeah. uh, the yeah. idea was, you know, the zipping felt like so good as a demo. It was just like mm-hmm. z- zip in and out, and and then we took it. And then once you add kind of cloth physics and stuff, there's a kind of there's a there's a whole element of, uh, I suppose, like the, the icing on the cake, which is still important, you know, as a as a secondary step. Um, and so we 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 took those to the other studios of uh, PlayStation Studios. So we got feedback from guys at Naughty Dog, Santa Monica, everybody, mm-hmm. Guerrilla Games, everybody actually chipped in, and we had this kind of summit where everybody would pass the controller and then have like a, a, a big kind of, you know, just forum where everybody would just say, you know, how you would, you know, what kind of feature excited them the most. And then that's the hardware team. We take that back and then decide where to put priority. Uh, and by the way, this process also extended to uh, third-party uh, publishers later on, okay, you know, where we actually, uh, I can tell you that a year ago, you know, uh, or more than that, uh, 
you know, some of our partners would have seen the controller and touched the exact same demo. So the motorbike, the guns, you know, the the, the steps, the weather, you know, these were shown, you know, you know, everywhere around the world. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the kind of for the hardware. And then for the for the for the game itself, um, the process of coming up with these ideas. So, um, look, there needs to be like a little bit of a spark. So at the beginning, when we get the controller, you know, uh, and there aren't any tech demos at all. We still have some kind of sample. You can see, like you know, like a graph on the screen, and you can you can set different kind of say um, sure. hardness to the tri- you know to the controller. You can say okay to uh, simulate like a click, you know, like a, a a gun, and it's just like one 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 click, or simulate like a hard, you know, or so so at that point, you know, you can get an idea, and that's when idea starts kind of coming into our heads, and then we do like big brainstorms, and it's literally tons and tons, you know, we do them on post-its, and then one post-it, one, one idea, and it's just like, pff, the walls are full <laughs> of stuff, and inside of that, you would see actually steps, and you see a little guy, you know, steps, and it's just, that's that's all it's written there, and then we'd, we'd grab that one and discuss it a little bit and say, okay, so why do you think that would work? And then, um, and then, you know, uh, sometimes there's very strong reasons. Sometimes it's just like a bit of a crazy test. But mm-hmm. you know, like I was saying earlier, with a lot of these kind of prototyping, you you have to go wide on purpose, and you have to explore places where you're not even very confident. The the, uh, the theme sounds really exciting. You're not too sure mm-hmm. how you're gonna do it, but you gotta throw yourself in there, in that, in that unknown, because that's how you're gonna come across uh, innovative stuff. Um, and and that's how, for example, yeah, the step demo came. And then once it's on the screen, then I think then at that point it's unanimous. You know, people play and they're like, wow, you know. Yeah. Um, then it becomes a case of okay, this step is better than that one. But overall, as a concept, it's uh, it's in everybody's soul. So um, yeah, just classic brainstorming kind of process. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, how do you compare to developing Astrobot for VR too? Because I was really interested to see how developers. Are approaching that as a whole new medium, but it almost feels like this controller is such a significant change. It feels like another medium for console gaming too. Um, so I would say, I would say actually, it was surprising. So the, let's talk about mm-hmm. the haptic feedback, for example. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, there, there was some novelty to it uh, in the kind of process, of course. Um, in that, because. Um, uh, they are waveform, you know. It's sound, sound based. Uh, you know, uh, f- fundamentally, uh, the way you can generate those uh, those vibrations. So, mm-hmm. at the beginning, or gameplay programmers who normally would do the character controls, they would do things like you know the the quality of a jump, the punching, you know, these kind of actions. Actually, yeah. were the ones doing that uh, as well. So they would do they would do the kind of the feel of the character as you run and stuff, and you would feel the steps on the metal, steps on the plastic, and you got to a really good point, but. They, they actually said, you know, like, if you want that done really to the best effect, you've got to ask the professionals. So we've got to get the sound guys actually coming in much earlier in the process. And that's perhaps mm-hmm. one of the most fundamental changes where, whereby before gameplay would have been in place and then we bring the audio guys to kind of like, you know, enhance. Now they actually, they were brought in very early on in that very, very core creation process. And that took some time. Uh, but once you know, once we go used to that process, now it's like you know, it's like creating anything new for the first time, mm-hmm. any AI system, animation system, or whatever. It's just another. It's now the way we create, like you know, the haptic system that the audio guys are kind of in early. So there was a learning curve, of course. Uh-huh. But I would say that um, it's not particularly like more difficult. I wouldn't say it's like a brand new medium. It's more like you know, you just adapt your 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 techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about VR, you really have to 
almost like forget everything you know and rebuild for for VR. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're yeah, not gonna yeah. exploit the, the medium the best. I think in the case of the DualSense, you could imagine uh, retrofitting uh, the adaptive trigger inside gun games um, and getting a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the retrofitting. I think has a much better case than you would have for VR. So without reinventing the wheel, I think you can still take advantage of quite a lot of features. And uh, racing games, I could imagine, would be a big one too. And sports yeah, game, in yeah. fact, you know, uh, we did a we did a demo where you could bounce the ball, and uh, as you bounce the ball, you would really feel the, how did I say, you would feel the texture of the ball. You would feel like huh. how air, airy it was. You know, That's so crazy. like yeah, so <laughs> you know, like um, you know the kids' balls, you know, like the mm-hmm. really like ba- you know they are very very thin plastic and very mm-hmm. bouncy, right? You could really feel that was like uh, very light, but then once we put a uh, put the parameters for like a volleyball or basketball, you would feel like more hardness on the bounce, uh-huh. right? And uh, something like that you could apply to you know any any ball ball um, ball based uh, sport game. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah, you can get a lot. You can you can enhance a lot of existing games. Yeah. Interesting. And you mentioned like yeah, I guess the haptics are sound wave based. Is it something you said you brought in the sound folks to kind of you know help you guys figure some of this out? Is this is figuring out the haptics more about the sound design type folks like the people who make you know the explosion sounds, or is it coming from the game design side of things too? Mm, um, it's um, you need a good and it's not just you know like uh, audio. I would say right, it's like it's, right. you need an understanding of the expression you're trying to create and in, it is linked to animation too because the way things mm-hmm. move have to be like timed so as a, as i would say as a process is kind of very similar to what you know audio of course have to be matched to animation and things like that. but in terms right, of right. the understanding there needs to be an understanding for what feels good in terms of controls and uh, and reactions in a game so you know like i tend to think that anyway anything that touches the the gameplay fundamentally it has to be understood by everyone everyone in the team it doesn't matter what discipline you're in you have to be, you have to be in tune with um, that core gameplay. So, mm-hmm. in a way, I mean, the team we built, it's kind of like that. It's a small team, but everybody is, I think, is really has his eyes on, or their eyes on their eyes on um, uh, this this element. Um, but I would say that, yeah, uh, a, a good understanding of yeah what feels good in a game. Uh, is necessary, and that means that whether the audio, you have to understand, right. you know, the way things look and sound and feel. And if you're a programmer, you have to understand. <laughs> it's everybody has to be aware of all the other disciplines, if if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm answering the question. No, no, that's yeah. a, that's really that's a good perspective of it. And you mentioned too that there, you as you guys were testing all this, uh, third-party developers were involved too. I am wondering how difficult it is to you know build for DualSense and to bring in these new game design elements because. Are only first-party Sony developers really going to be taking advantage of it? I don't know how much third parties will. Is it that tough to build? Um, so that's that's uh, difficult for me to answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've mm-hmm. not uh, played enough. Uh, yeah, but um, like, like I said, you know, because you can retrofit so many of those uh, of the features in existing games, you can you can you can do a lot to to enhance whatever was there before. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that's that's already like covered almost, you know, I would say like, you know, not for free, you know, there's always going to be some investment, but I mean, it's fairly easy. Uh, to build something from scratch, then I think it's it's always the same, you know, conversation. It's like, you know, if you have the chance of building something for the first time uh, and you can do it around the controller, perhaps you can do things that are kind of, you know, really un, un, 
that people have never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think both patterns exist, you know, they're kind of like really... Uh, yeah. I know um, there's no talk of like what's next for VR, for Sony at least, but I would say theoretically this feels like a controller that would be really useful for VR experiences. Is your mind just swimming with possibilities with what you guys could do with this stuff, you know, down the line? Uh, well, you know, there's so many like cool features with uh, with this dual sense. I mean, mm -hmm. it's uh, you know, if, if you consider like uh, the the amount of expressions, I mean, because we've only scratched the surface. I mean, that's yeah, another thing yeah. is, I'm really hoping that okay, whatever we make next, I mean, you know, we 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 know there's more there's more to it. That's for mm -hmm. sure. And I would love to be two or three years. Uh, that's certainly the goal we're gonna set to ourselves. Two three years into the future, when we look back at today, we uh -huh. should feel like, hey, that first you know implementation was really cool, really magical. But today we do even better stuff. Yeah, that Excellent. would be great because I think that would also uh, prove, and that's that's where I think it's gonna go. Um, is that this technology has got legs to evolve um, throughout the life cycle? I think it's not mm -hmm. one of those things that you do once and that's it. Uh, I think I think we're going to continue exploring and finding new things and more and refining it in ways that maybe today we just haven't thought of yet. Excellent. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Are there any other major hardware highlights uh, you know that you guys implemented for just the PS5? Because I'm seeing it looks like it's 4K 60 FPS to me. Yep. I think I'm seeing ray tracing. Like mm -hmm. any really cool things you want to shout out? Yeah. Uh, so yes, 4K 60. 60. Mm -hmm. So the game is running throughout. Uh, that was something that you know we we really wanted to um, to do. I wouldn't say you know like uh, graphically speaking, it's the most uh, you know it's it's never been or or, or, or you know there are if you yeah, look yeah. at the graphic progress, you know uh, if you look over at Spider Man or Demon Souls, I think they, these games are, are more suited <laughs> for that. However, yeah, uh, you know it's still kind of quite a lot of detail. And uh, yes, there is a ray tracing inside our global illumination system. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other thing is the SSD. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, like the game hasn't been built. Uh, um, you know, we haven't done anything specifically around the SSD in terms of game design, but um, uh, the game is tr built traditionally. However, it's loads so fast. I mean, I've, I've got a, a bit of a, a funny story for you, but yeah, uh, whenever you die in Astro Boy, you know, you, um, the screen actually uh, there's a, the closes and then there's a little mm -hmm. kind of astral face and then you, you respawn again. Actually, originally, the game was set to be as fast as possible. And it was so fast that actually I've asked the team to to put a pause in there. Because you know, like <laughs> when you play one of these games, you need when you die, you need to have a moment where you you collect your thoughts and then you try mm -hmm. again, right? And it's important in a heartbeat of an experience. But it was so fast, it was really frenetic. You would be back in the action and you would be like literally no 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 pause. Wow. So we actually put that delay on purpose. So what you see there isn't a loading time, it's actually an intentional pause to just calm down things. So um, uh, the SSD is really, really amazing. And uh, what would be great would be kind of to follow in the tracks of um, uh, what the Insomnia guys are doing, uh, where, you know, really the experience is thought to be around the SSD, you know, the way you kind of jump through portals in, uh, right, in uh, right. Ratchet and Clank. When we saw that, we thought, wow, of course, yeah. you know, they had this great <laughs> idea around the hardware. Um, that would be a great um, uh, area to explore where we can actually build the entire game around this amazing loading, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you. Anything else you want to call out about the game or your experience building it so far? I'm sure you're just super busy at this point. Um, 
No, I'm just just really hoping that people are going to love it. You know, um, you know, it's going to be the day one experience of you know like many many people, and you know that means like you know uh, tech lovers at the beginning, but over the course of time, it's going to have a different meaning too because you know different people are going to have you know that their own day one experience. I'm just hoping that everybody finds something to it. You know, whether it's the tech, whether it's the the tributes to PlayStation, you know, mm-hmm. the little Easter eggs we've been putting everywhere, or just oh, they're so much fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or just you know the the the, the platforming. And, uh, you know, hopefully, like, you know, Astro is going to be connecting with people's hearts. And uh, that's it. Really. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us, Nicholas. Good luck with the launch. And I'm sure you're polishing all sorts of things at this point. Thank you so much.